Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razavani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm proud to say with me on Zoom today, on this Sunday evening, my man, Mr. Richard Riakpo. Richard, been a while. How are we doing? I know it's been a while. You know, forgive me, forgive me, but I'm back now. I promise to do more interviews you know, at least once every every couple of weeks, at least. But I want to I want to be on the on the screens a bit more frequently. So perfect. Because what I'm going to yeah, do is I'm going to clip that bit out where you've just said once every couple of weeks, and I'm just going to send that to you every couple of weeks to remind you. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, Richard, last I think last time you fought was December last year. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot has changed in your in your setup and your training. I just want to give us yeah. an update in terms of who your head coach is and, and where you're training because last time you were in London. Yeah, so I was in London before uh, I made a change. I had the opportunity to, cha- to train at Bluffborough University at an institution where Dylan White was based. And, you know, I made that decision to take the opportunity because they have, you know, state-of-the-art facilities as you do know. You know, it's on par with the um, EIS in Sheffield and quite close to it as well and we had opportunities we have opportunities to go and do some work with the, the GB team as well in the future so it was just like a no-brainer it's very difficult for me to to leave Mark everybody knows my relationship with Mark is very strong I'm in contact with him um, every I speak to him all the not too you know every other day kind of thing and I messaged him up there to wish him good luck for um, Billy Joe I plan to call him next week to catch up. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I'd say my opportunity to progress my career in every aspect, not just in, in the boxing, but nutrition size, um, S&C, and everything else. So that's pretty much the reason why I left. It was different from Dillian White, and, and that's it. Normally when fighters leave, they go and explore different coaches and trainers and see who they're best suited with because it's not just about their technique and stuff but also building that personal relationship with, with that coach so what was it about Angel Fernandez that you thought you know what he's he's the fit for me yeah Angel um, we you know go way back you know and he's always understood you know boxing to a, a, a great level his IQ is high 
he studies, he does the work. We bonded, we bonded really well from the very beginning. He was close to Isaac, as you know, Isaac's close to me too. And he done such a great job. Back. So yeah, he done such a great job with Isaac Chamberlain. And I thought this will be a you know perfect because he got he had he received an opportunity to head a project in Loughborough University um called the Boxing Centre of Excellence. And it just made so much sense. You know, boxing coach there, plus I have his facilities nutrition, um, etc. I thought it's a, it's a no-brainer. Let me just go for it. So do you, you, I guess you stay there Monday to Friday, back on the weekends, is that how it works? Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes I'm just there throughout the whole week and um, sometimes I come back every couple of weeks and sometimes every week. So it's just interchanging between the two, pretty much. Sometimes it takes fighters to have a, a fight date to find out, to kind yeah. of get them to train hard, concentrate, go into camp, strength and condition, nutrition, etc. So, without not knowing when you're fighting next, has that been hard to to do? Not really, because boxing is a lifestyle. You know, I can't call myself a professional boxer, and I do it part time. It doesn't make no sense. It's too. I actually believe it's actually too dangerous. You know, everybody saw what happened to the boys not too long ago. You know, it just shows you anything can happen in that ring. And you want to um, protect yourself as much as possible. And one of the ways you can protect yourself is by taking it very, very seriously, you know, and dedicating yourself to to the sport and however long you plan to do for. So, yeah, of course, it's 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 lifestyle. It's lifestyle. A lot of people, a lot of you know, aspiring boxers, I don't think they really understand how the seriousness of of this sport. And if you're actually choosing to pursue a career in boxing and to become a champion of some sort. It's very serious and it can get dangerous. So you want to make sure you give yourself the best chance and not just to win, but to protect your health because there's life after boxing. Um, yeah, very, very good point you made. I think uh, Andy Lee made some similar comments yesterday where he said, fighters have already made a sacrifice by fighting. Let alone what happens afterward, the fact that they are already fighting for our entertainment the sacrifice has already been made. They're already pushing themselves to their maximum limit. So we'll jump straight into it because I wasn't asked you anyway, but about Daniel Dubois last week, we yeah. saw him. Yeah. Eye starts swelling up around round four, round five. So it's not like the ice the swell, like swell up all of a sudden and he just took a knee. That you know he he fought with one eye for a number of rounds. But do you think not just the fans, but do you feel like? People in the industry, fighters, other promoters, managers, were just too harsh on someone like Daniel last week. Absolutely. Um, I think they were harsh to an extent, but I have to say from the ex-boxers, ex-pugilists, it wasn't harsh from them. It's just, it's just a kind of a philosophy or notion towards the fight game that they have and that all of us fighters have, you know, no matter what happens in there, you know, you have to keep on going, never give up, never quit. And that's not going to change. It's the same in the UFC. You know, everybody starts to make fun of our people that tap out. Look at Conor McGregor, for, for instance, when he tapped out against uh, Habib. You know, when you tap out, it's like, you know, that's, that's a sin almost. That, that's, that's forbidden. You know, same as in boxing. 
if you go on a knee, you give up, you know. And uh, let's say if you, instead of getting knocked out and you make a conscious decision to not fight no more, that's pretty much like quitting. And you'll get, you know, a bollocking from, from the public, from boxes, from everybody. So it's, and it's, it's quite sad. But at the same time, you can't knock him for making a decision like that. Everybody knows what happened with Anthony Gogo. You know, he was talking about, his, I saw his interview on a boxing social. And, you know, some, some of the things that he said, he cannot, he can't go to the pub and play snooker because he can't look down the muscles that um, have um, operates eye, they, they, they don't function properly so, or function anymore. So they just look, it's just straight. You can't do kick-ups, you can't look down. It's crazy. You know, these are the inju- injuries that you could possibly sustain from, from boxing. And Frank Bruno mentioned that he sustained some injuries. Same with Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, this is a normal thing. So you have to question, is it worth me going down and being able to fight another day instead of being like Antonio Gogo, putting on, on your, your, your shield, your armory, and saying, you know what, I'm going to keep on going, and then suffer you know, a multiple fracture or shattered um, orbital bone, and have your eye, your eye actually damaged, where your vision is now like 20%, 22%, and have to register blind. It's crazy. So, where, do you, where, you know, do you draw, where do you draw that line, though? Because from the report that has been given and the script that has been seen by Daniel Dubois, if he had continued, yeah. he would have lost his eyesight. Now, does he then get commended while you continued, well done for 12 rounds, but you lost your eyesight? He now knows nothing but boxing. He now has to go and find a new job, a new something, a new hobby, something away from boxing. And the fact is, boxing fans won't care about him. Who talks about Anthony Agogo now? Nobody. So is there a fine line on sacrifice and then also, you know, career as well, ending your career? Absolutely. You know, and back to the Agogo point, he had a deal with Nike. He medaled in the Olympics, got a huge advance from Golden Boy. He spent everything on doing operations. I think he'd done about eight to nine operations. None of them were really successful, apart from actually just making his eye look right, as one was pointing in, in, in the other direction, the opposite direction. And he spent all his money on, on the operations. You know, what's, what's life? You know, it makes, you, it makes you put everything into perspective. So, but, you know, at the same time, you know, conversely, I, as a fighter myself, I would not do that. I would not go down on one knee if I was in the same situation. That's what I'd like to think. I, I don't think I could return home. That's the truth. I couldn't return to the streets where I was raised. You know, I can't, you know, I can't look at my family the same. You know, I... I go into schools, as you know, I go into schools, I talk about not giving up. And what type of example would I be setting if I just do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. So it's, it's quite difficult, to be honest. But I think, I believe that he, he made the right decision. And I tweeted that. I, I tweeted that straight away. You can go on my Twitter and you can see I 
I was in full support of, of the voice. I just said, listen, well done. You know, you gave your best. You gave it what you could. And then, you know, you, you come again. You come again. But now he just has a, a mental barrier to overcome. You know, this is going to re- this is going to really test his mental fortitude. And, you know, he's a, such a young boy, 23 year, years of age. It's going to be difficult, 100%, because he has, you know, he's going to have a few battles in there. He's going to have to beat his opponent. Then he's going to have to prove to himself and to the, to the people that believe in him that he's not a quitter. And then he has to overcome the fact that he's cracked and damaged his orbital bone again. Will this happen again? Is this a puncher? Oh, I've, I've been hit in my eye. Is this, is this going to happen again? Am I going to stay positive? I'm going to go negative. You know, this, this is all that's going to come into, into place when he boxing. That's why they say boxing is like 80% mental. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough, tough, tough game. No, absolutely. And we wish Daniel all the best in his recovery and hopefully he does get back absolutely. into the game. He, like you mentioned, he's only 23 years of age, not a yeah. long amateur career, not a long professional career. So he can just take his time, relax. And, and when the time's right, I'm sure doors will open for him to venture back into the sport. Um, I'm sure you watched yesterday Anthony Yard versus Lennon Arthur, uh, another great tactical fight. But again, I just want to focus on the criticism that Anthony Yard was receiving after the fight. It seems like we're living in this Floyd Mayweather era where you're not allowed to lose. Like the zero is, is always supposed to stay there. The reality is yeah. the great fighters in the past, everyone lost. Big fighters became two-time world champions, three-time, four-time world champions. And we know Anthony's it's his second loss, but what do we do about the people, you know, that are criticizing him, that are lambasting him, saying that he, you know, he needs to change this, he needs to change that. He did this wrong, he did that wrong. Is, is it just a, a brutal sport and you just have to live with what you're doing? I think things are going to change. I think there's not going to be some, there's not going to be such a big significance on, on that undefeated label. Not everybody's Mayweather, unfortunately. You know, sometimes people lose fights. It's true. Some of the best Boxes of all time have lost fights. It, it happens sometimes. You know, it could just be on the, a bad performance on the day. You know, which tell me a football team that wins every single game, have won every single league, every single championship that they entered and never lost. It's always like a streak, isn't it? And then a loss comes, and you rectify the loss, and that's what makes you a better fighter. And I believe losses actually has made better fighters out of fighters that actually had a streak of, of, of wins. That's the truth. To rectify um, a fault in, a, in the, technical, the technical aspect and, you know, they get better. It's just that simple. And that's all that Yard need, needs to do. I, I thought it was quite harsh. They, um, on Twitter, they were, you know, tweeting about Tunde, Tunde Ajay. And to be honest, I don't feel that he did anything wrong. You know, as a coach, you're going to believe in your fight. You're going to talk about your fight and boast about your fight. Give him that type of, that sense of belief in himself and encourage him. You know, he stuck with him throughout all the years. We don't know how long he's been working with Yard, but, you know, as far as I'm aware of, he actually kind of brought him up, brought him in this game, if you know what I mean. And, you know, 
of course, um, Yard is going to show loyalty, gave him a, a massive opportunity. And this is a way of, of giving back or showing that appreciation, you know, by, by staying loyal to him. You know, he's done really well. And it's just a few things that he needs to work on. You know what I mean? There's uh, some, some of the things that I noticed he wasn't really cutting the ring. You know, it's just little simple things, which I feel like once he rectifies, listen, that guy is going to be hella dangerous. You know, hella dangerous. And once he steps up, you know, he's going to get the victory. Um, in the corner, Tunde, Ajay was saying the right things. He said, Yard, everybody heard it. All of us heard it. You need to let your hands go, let your right hand go. He looks like he's, he's damaged. You know, he's saying, he was saying the right things and it was up to the fighter to, to deal with it. But at the same time, Yard was convinced that he was winning. When I, when I actually scored it, 115-114 to, um, to Lyndon Arthur, just by one point. It was really, really close. And I appreciate that both of them are counterpunches. You know, some, somebody has to take the lead, somebody has to initiate, but they're always throwing baits to get a reaction, to count that reaction. And it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult, you know. Not every t it's not every time we're gonna get uh, a matchup like um, um, McCallum, um, the body snatcher versus um, James Tony. You know, what I mean, two cow punches going at this beautiful, beautiful fight, beautiful boxing, one of the best boxing match matches I've ever seen. But this is it was really cagey, you know, and they had uh, a lot of respect for each other. But one thing that was really apparent, he's jab. Linda's jab was sharp. I'm surprised he wasn't bleeding. Sharp. <laughs> Razor sharp. No, he was on point. And I commend him for that. Um, simple, simple things. Simple things. And I believe Yard is going to come back 100%. He's going to come back. He's going to analyse that fight. You know, you live and you learn. No, absolutely. Um, so, Richard, in terms of yourself now, is there a fight date? Is there a a month, a show that you're going to be out next year, I'm guessing, sometime? Yes. Finally enough, I actually got offered a, a Cody fight for, for next week with a week's notice. <laughs> with a week's notice, you know, and I was really tempted to take that, you know, take that off. Yeah, it wasn't really intelligent, you know. I needed better preparation for that. So was that, was yeah. that offer after you tweeted uh, that... Yeah, you came off. Smoke a coli like a Cuban cigar, exactly what you said. And you said six weeks. <laughs> you said you yeah, needed six weeks. coming afterwards? I just need three and a half, bro. And give me four weeks, bro. Four weeks. Is that too much to ask? Or what title fact? Well, I'm going to say no. Come on. But listen, it is what it is. You know, he's, that wasn't ideal. Simple. It wasn't ideal. So one week is just ridiculous for timing. It's ridiculous for timing. But I think he would probably end up fighting um, um, Sidliak. Correct me if I'm um, pronouncing his name wrong. And because he had a fight on Saturday. Decent. He's, he's a decent fighter. Nice shape. He's, he's a boxer. I don't think he has great power and it will be interesting to see how he deals with it. I, I do believe that um, Lawrence will probably stop him late. So when the offer was made to you, did you even 
contemplate to say, let me speak of to the course. management, let me think, shall I go in with the week's notice? Because you've been training, you, you're in the hub. Of course, of course, of course I was contemplating it, 100%. Listen, it's, a, it's, what, I, it's what I got into this game for. I, I came here to, to cement my name in, in, in the history books. You know what I mean? It's, it's what I dream about. I wake up, I think about it. This is what keeps me training hard. It's just world titles, world titles, world titles. And I got an offer with a week's notice. No. I have to respect myself and I have to respect my opponent. It's dangerous in there. You know what I mean? And I have to make sure that I at least prepare myself to a decent extent, to at least a decent extent. I understand some people turn fights down with, with seven weeks' notice, you know, <laughs> with eight weeks. They say, no, it's not enough. I'm ready to take that fight with six weeks. And to be honest, if they gave me three, 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 four weeks, I'd have probably taken it. Honestly. And I've done it before. What happens in that fight if you fight him? Straight KO. Someone's getting knocked out. You know what I mean? Whether it's me or him, it's going to be exciting. 100%. But I'm getting a W. 100% I'm getting a W. By any means necessary. I saw on Twitter you went back, you, you went back and forth with Chris Billum Smith, obviously somebody you, you fought and beat before. And, and he said... He's never had as many hugs from anybody than you in, 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 the, in the 10 or 11 rounds that you had your fight. Well, he, he was, you know, he seemed to like the hugs because after a while, you know, he was just jumping right in. You know, I thought he was a flipping, I thought I was, I was fighting Habib after a while, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it was, obviously he was, it's funny because, listen, he was trying to press me. He was trying to press me. And if you watch the fight back, he was coming right in close to me. And he ended up hugging me a lot of the time, a lot. You can go and check the fight. Listen, I thought I, thought I was in the, the big blue house, the way he was hugging me. He was hugging me. He was trying to press me. That was the strategy, isn't it? Just come watch the fight back. But listen, it's history. You know, as I said, it's history. I got the win, you know, and, you know, we, we move on. Yeah. So do you feel like even with a week's notice or three weeks notice, that fight needs, you know, some more marination to build? Because there's no 100%. love between you two. Also, he's with Team AJ, you're with Team White. Just there's that extra little factor in there. And it could headline its own show. Exactly. You know, there's, it's a, it's, it's the, that fight has a lot of money in it. It's, it's a straight fact. Listen, everybody knows. I'm a winner. I've got that winner's mentality. The same as a Cody. He's, he's, he's coming for the W. It's just that simple. I'll do everything I need to, to do to win, and he'll do everything he needs to do to win. He can punch, and I can punch. You know, people, people can say what they want about the fight or how they think it will go down, but I'll tell you this. We, from the first bell, especially if it's for, oh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's for ego, pride, everything. You know, everything's on the line, you know, and a lot of people in Africa are going to watch that. Both of us are from the you know, same heritage, Nigerian. A lot of people will be interested in, to, in that fight. That will get major, major publicity. So, you know, it just, I don't know, it's, it's a bit premature to, to jump in something like that in a, in a week's notice. And I know even he, he, him and his team, 
um, believe the same thing. But it doesn't doesn't really make sense. So there's more in it, and sometimes patience is is a virtue, and and everything you know, I will, we will both be vindicated. Hundred percent. You know, we just need to carry on, win, carry on doing what we're doing. Richard, I'll end on this, but 2020 hasn't been great for anybody. We obviously know with, with COVID-19, it stopped everything from happening for people. We're, we're ending it on, on a little bit of a high because fans are now allowed back in stadiums uh, and indoor arenas. They start next week in boxing at the Anthony Joshua fight against Kubrat Pulev. It's a big heavyweight fight. Uh, m- massive ramifications on the fight because potentially we might just see Joshua Fury next year. Or we might yeah. see uh, another belt vacant and maybe an Usyk or, or a Joe Joyce fight for the vacant belt. But um, good, to, good to have fans back. And, and what's your prediction with Anthony Joshua and, uh, and Pulev? So, Anthony Joshua and Pulev, I believe Anthony Joshua would um, stop him late. I think it's going to be very difficult, though. As long as the fight goes, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I've seen Pulev and he's a, he's a dangerous customer. He should be respected. And taken very, very seriously, and I believe he has he has done so. So, uh, if I was a betting man, I'll definitely put my money on on Joshua. And 2020 has been it's been such a weird year. I think it was probably good for me, you know, having my injury, having time to to rest, recover, um, having a, a major deal, signing a major deal with Adidas, as you can see. Shouts out to my sponsor. Um, yes. And we're back in. We're back in ASAP. You know, my my team is working on on a fight for the Povetkin undercard uh, rematch. You know, hopefully we can get something, some some good news coming soon, and um, have the opponent confirmed. But you know, till then we're grinding, we're grafting, and um, we'll see what twenty twenty one brings. But I think it's going to be a good year, really good. Oh, year. Absolutely, absolutely, Richard. Wish you all the best with uh, your your training and. Hopefully one day we'll probably come up to Loughborough to see see some behind the scenes of, of the 100%. and yourself and, and your new training team. And um, we look forward to news over the coming week. Uh, Richard Riakpo, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.